In today's news, another week, another electrical contractor is seriously injured, but this time the courts get tough on the employer with a punishing fine of £3.6 million. Coming to a consumer unit near you, the AFDDs you can communicate with. And are you suffering from zinc whiskers? We explain the tiny things that have become a big problem. Welcome to Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Whether you're listening in the van, on site or down at the wholesale counter, I'm Joe Robinson and I've been through the best of the electrical industry news to save you the trouble. A mining firm has been given a spectacular fine of £3.6 million after two electricians suffered severe burns in two separate arc flash explosions. It follows a case we reported last week in which the discount retailer B&M was handed down a £1 million fine after an electrical contractor suffered bad burns in another similar incident. Last week, Cleveland Potash Limited pleaded guilty to breaches of health and safety laws at Teesside Crown Court. The court heard that in August 2016, electrician Tom Lawton was working at Bulby Mine in Saltburn-by-the-Sea, where he received serious burns from an 11 kV electrical system when he unknowingly placed a vacuum cleaner nozzle into a live electrical chamber. He received serious burns to 20% of his body, including to his face, arms and hands. He had to be airlifted to the specialist burns unit at Newcastle Hospital, where he was placed in an induced coma for 10 days. He spent two weeks in intensive care, suffered night terrors for six weeks, and has been left with life-changing injuries. These include disfigurement and reduced dexterity, which means he can no longer work on the tools. In February 2019, at the same location, electrical contractor Thomas Dixon made contact with a live conductor on a 415 volt electrical system during testing works. He received burns to 80% of his body, including his face and neck. He was hospitalised for six days. The Health and Safety Executive probed both incidents and found serious shortcomings by Cleveland Potash Limited. Health and Safety Inspector Paul Bradley said that these serious electrical incidents were easily preventable. The company should have had a heightened awareness of electrical risks following the first accident in 2016, he said, but failure to apply the lessons from that incident and to control risks resulted in the second incident in 2019. In the first accident, the court heard there had been failings to ensure the safety of workers during a planned exercise to replace a number of circuit breakers. As a result, Lawton was at risk of touching a live 11 kV cable. The company's risk assessment was poor, they didn't plan the works well, and there were shortfalls in warning the two electricians about which parts of the electrical circuit remained live. Additionally, there was no individual in the role of system controller with overall responsibility for the programme of works until 2017, and communications were by email rather than face-to-face. -face. Judge Jonathan Carroll said that the electrician's hand was within inches of three live 11,000 volt feeds. The risk of death by electrocution, he said, was obvious. During the second incident, the worker was again carrying out electrical work and his hand was within 20 millimetres of a live cable. Had he touched it, the risk of death was very real, Judge Carroll said. He suffered severe burns to his hand and face as a result of the flash. Judge Carroll found that there was no method statement or risk assessment, no supervision or safe system of work, and that the PPE was inadequate. The company had been subject to warning notices following other incidents, including another arc flash in 2015. A spokesperson for Cleveland Potash Limited said the company deeply regretted the circumstances and injuries suffered by the contractors, and it had learned important lessons from the incidents. The judge also ordered it to pay costs of £185,000.
In other news this week, electrical contracting giant Tommy Clark, now known simply as T Clark, has had a stonking first half to 2022 and says it's on target for a record year. Its sales almost doubled from January to June, driven mainly by a boom in construction in London. The firm says that it has a packed order book and it expects turnover this year to be around £450 million. Pre-tax profit was £5.5 million, a sum that even the tightest of skinflints would be proud of. Another booming area is heat pumps, but not in the UK, across the channel in France. In fact, our continental cousins have installed 10 times as many heat pumps in the last year there than here in the UK. They've wired up over 500,000, whereas the UK could only muster 50,000. This is despite the government's target of 600,000 by 2028. The Energy and Utilities Alliance says the numbers blow a hole in the UK government's policy and renders the plans as useless. This is because the government believes heat pump prices will fall rapidly when volumes go up but this hasn't happened in France. The head of the EUA, Mike Foster, says the government's forecast numbers are hot air. Not sure if that pun was intended. He's now calling for the incoming Prime Minister to order a complete reset on incentives for heat pumps. In product news this week, Rumpatech has come up with a nice bit of kit which promises to make pulling cable through ducting a lot less work. The Proficet cable pulling equipment is essentially a super strong fiberglass rod inside a cage. There are options that ratchet and break as you push the cable through, and there's also self-propelled versions that keep the pressure up. If you combine it with some cool Runpatec accessories, you can accurately measure the cable going through ducts and troughs to reduce waste, and you can also pull some pretty big cables with just one person. It comes in three sizes. Regular is four millimeters thick, and 60 meters long, medium is six millimeters thick and also 60 meters long, while the heavy duty version is nine millimeters thick and 120 meters long. You can check out our video test of the kit at Doncaster Cables, simply click on the link in the show notes. It would pair up nicely with the Runpatec X-Board cable roller, which I always think looks like a turntable for a giant DJ. Also new this month is a family of all-in-one protection devices from Schneider Electric which combine MCBs, RCDs and AFDDs in one. Dubbed the Acti9 Active Range, these clever devices can send you notifications and information about their performance wirelessly. This simplifies connections at the consumer unit and makes commissioning easy. So you can see how they're operating at all times and keep track of all faults. As always, Schneider are at the cutting edge of circuit protection and we'd like to thank them very much for sponsoring this week's news. We wouldn't be able to deliver the news without them. It's not the only communicating AFDD out this month. Hager has unveiled an intelligent breaker that boasts onboard diagnostics. This ensures that unwanted or operational trips are quickly detected and identified. Once the Hager device has tripped, you can see the cause of the disconnection at the push of a button on the front of the device. Not only that, but you can also update the software inside the breaker. So if in the future an electrical goods manufacturer creates a product with a unique waveform which causes the device to trip, you can simply update the onboard library using an app on your phone and its Bluetooth connection. I told you it was clever. And now, as promised, we turn to zinc whiskers. No, they're not a range of vitamin and mineral enriched cat food or a silvery facial growth that Gordon might sprout during one of his midlife crises. You know, it is just brutal, some of the things the scriptwriters get me to say about my fellow presenters. Shame on you, Ray, trying to get me in trouble. Zinc whiskers are in fact tiny metal hairs that can grow on certain types of galvanised conduit. Why do we need to worry about such trivia, I hear you ask? Well, these little blighters can wreak absolute havoc in clean rooms such as data centres and high-tech manufacturing. They can get into the air and land in all the wrong places, causing lots of short circuits where we really, really don't want short circuits. 
What's the answer? Well, because you've lasted the distance with me today and are therefore my new best mate, you can learn the trick to preventing an eruption of zinc whiskers in an exclusive sneak peek video I made earlier. Just click right here. The Electrical News Weekly is going to be taking a bit of a break for the next couple of weeks, but we'll be back before you know it. And in the meantime, we've got tons of content to keep you informed and entertained, including the much anticipated return of the live stream eFix TV this Wednesday the 10th. So expect the usual fun and games from Gary and Gordon, Q&As on a range of subjects, including a slightly controversial one on prescribed cable zones, why Gordon's gone from driving an electric vehicle to a battery with wheels, and Gary and I catch up with some of the eFix award winners, including a fascinating visit that I paid to a farm where the cows have their own Wi-Fi, so stay tuned for all of that. If you think you know the words I've smuggled into today's show, pop your guess into the comments and we'll dig out a goodie bag prize to the first to get the right answers. We were inundated with guesses last week, but the two correct words I smuggled in were candlestick and mackerel. Lots of people guessed one or the other, or even both, but the quickest off the mark was Glyn Jones. So well done, Glyn. Click the link in the description below to claim your prize. Thanks for listening to this episode of Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Make sure you're all subscribed to receive the next update. Thanks for listening, and until next time, have a great fortnight, stay safe out there, and remember, there's no such thing as a torque-calibrated arm.